There we go. We are live with episode 35 of the Blue Crocus Experience. And today we're going to be talking about processes in business, something that a lot of us, um, certainly I'm speaking from experience, are not very good at. And I'm joined today by Adi Klevet uh, of Business Success Consulting Group. She's the co-founder and she and I had a really good um, meeting the other week. And I, I knew that, um, you know, you'd bring a lot to the table. So Adi, if you you know, wouldn't mind introducing yourself, kind of who you are and, and where you are, um, and then we'll dive into it. Absolutely. So thank you for having me on the podcast, first of all. Absolutely. So yeah, as you said, my name is Adi, and I am a business consultant. I'm a process consultant. Uh, business Success Consulting Group is all about creating, documenting, and implementing processes and procedures for businesses, as well as knowledge transfer. I've been doing it for over 25 years in terms of that line of work. My background is industrial engineering. So I'm all about process improvement and making things uh, more efficient and productive. I love it. Yeah, and it sh I should mention as well, um, Keith Calloway Sr. was the one that connected us. So uh, I've had Keith sure. on the podcast before and uh, we had a good chat and I know a lot of listeners were loved that episode. So I'm excited to have you on as well and give a little nod to a tip of the cap to Keith as well. So absolutely. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, processes, you know, you, you kind of touched on it a bit about how important they are. And we're going to obviously get into that. I know for myself, you know, as a new business owner, um, and we chatted about this earlier, it's like, it's go, 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 go. And you're, you're putting out fires a lot of the time. Um, at least I, I have been as I get going, but I'm realizing, you know, as I get more team members, as we start to scale, uh, it's so important to have processes. Otherwise, everything's up in my head right. and, and my team members don't know what to do. So um, I don't know if you want to dive in. I know you have the presentation uh, that you kind of want to walk through on the importance of it. But if you want to kind of speak to that as a, you know, a new business owner, how, how can they start to implement processes? Sure. So I think the first thing, let's, let's talk about the importance because re I really think that, you know, if you are absolutely convinced that you need processes, so you're going to get it done. Yeah. Again, the first obstacle, I'm sure people that are listening to us, they want to document the processes and procedures. They probably had it on their to-do list, but for some reason it's not being done, right? So yeah. why is it not being done? So first of all, I truly believe that the first thing is that you need to convince, you need to be 100% convinced and make the decision that you want to do it. So let's understand why. What is the benefit of having processes and procedures? And then... Um, I would walk you and the listeners through how to start that project and how to actually get it going with the hope of finishing it as well, right? So you will have your processes and procedures documented. I love it. So I'm going to give you like very specific tips and um, tricks and steps to do. So please take notes and start implementing it after the podcast. So let's first my of pen, all, yeah. My pen right here, because this, I, I said to you, like, this is as much a lesson for myself as it is for the listeners, so. <laughs> Right, exactly. So why processes and procedures? You know, each business will have its own why, but here are the main ones. The number one is consistency. As you grow and scale, and Lucy mentioned the word scaling, this is exactly what, what we're talking about, about. We're talking about businesses that want to scale. Now, what does scale mean? Scale is meaning, basically means that you are growing your operations so you can produce more, and you can do more and you can have a bigger area of responsibility, right? So um, when we have, so when you don't have processes and procedures, you have 
people that are doing whatever they know what to do. I mean, processes exist. It's not like if you don't document it, there is no, there are no processes because right. we have a way we do something, right? right? We have our routine. We have the way we come to the office and we do certain things. So we go on a job, we do certain things. We are estimating a job. We do it in a certain way. Right. It might not be the same way every single time and different staff members are doing it or different team members are doing it differently. When you have processes and procedures, you actually have the way of doing it. So you as the owner, let's say you want to shed some hats, you want to give some hats to somebody else. When you have those processes and procedures, you actually have it in a very, um, you, you can create consistency. And right. that's really important. And it also allows you to maintain the quality services. They basically, it's a quality control in terms of when you have somebody doing it for you, or you're delegating it, you know it's being done correctly the way you want it done. That's right? huge. That's huge. It's, it's huge. And also in terms of training, I mean, when you bring somebody new on, it takes a long time to train them and especially train them the way you want. But how are you going to do that if you don't have processes and procedures? What you will do is you will have to, or what you will need to do in order to train them correctly, is stop what you're doing and then be a full-time trainer. That's impossible because you're already working probably between 40 to 60 hours a week, right? Just doing your, whatever your, the hat you're wearing, but if you're an owner, you have multiple hats that you're wearing. So you are not going to be able to do that. And then you're not training the person correctly. It leads into retention, right? Because people can get frustrated. They feel like they're failing. They're not succeeding on a job. They're not exactly sure what to do. You, they might not, um, full, up to your they're not up to your expectations etc because the expectations are not set right so that's in terms of training and um, onboarding and um, employee retention it's huge to have those processes and procedures so it's basically it's like a well-organized systematic infrastructure that if you have that you will be able to grow your business it's kind of like building the freeway so you can actually have fast traffic flowing through as opposed to some side roads where you and then you have like traffic jam on top of everything else right yeah yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna interject here and speak as a new business owner because I, I see a lot of new business owners they're like oh it's so hard to keep uh, or find someone that wants to work or it's so hard to to do this and that and, and one of the things i've found as i scale is just like you said you want people that come on to automatically just download this blip of information or this massive, usually it's, it's a storehouse of information of, of experiences and ways that you respond to different situations. Um, but they can't, they can't read your mind and they can't, you know, see, uh, I, I'm training a guy right now to take over some of my, the things that I'm doing. And, and I'm realizing it's like, I haven't documented a lot of what I'm doing because it's like, I've just been honing this method in this system with each new experience that comes up and learning and, and, and going along the way. And so there's, it's been a really good experience for me to distill that down um, because I've right. been forced to, right. But some people, they bring people on and then they're like, well, they're just terrible workers. They, they just, no one knows exactly. how to work nowadays. No one, you know, they, they just don't learn. It's like, well, you know, you, I had Bobby Walker on here. He's in the pressure washing industry and he, walked through he just does videos of everything so he walks through the whole process and, and right. you're probably going to get to this as well but that, that's where it started clicking in my head it's like he he goes to a job and it's like the whole process from start to finish he just videoed himself doing it and so now he had to do that once and now he just gives that video to 
clients to learn. And, and it got me thinking, it's like, that's not that hard to do. And then it saves you so much time down the road. And so I'm kind of trying to, to help the listeners see, you know, why we need to do what you're going to talk about. Absolutely. And, and doing videos is so smart. I do it all the time with my clients. Cause you know, what we do is we basically document processes and procedures, right? Yeah. And we work with very busy entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, it's like, you know, they don't have time to just stop and start documenting and said, okay, good. So we're going to utilize videos. We use a lot of videos. So either they use videos and then we put them into a process. So we just use the video, the raw, you know, we just edit it a little bit or use the raw footage, whatever it is into the process. But videos are so easy to do. You know, you can record yourself. So you don't have to wait for the good for the right opportunity. And that's what I wanted to say. That's the one of the main points I want to drive home today is that don't wait for the right opportunity. It's not going to arrive. Just start today. Start doing something. And to your point, Luis, in terms of the honing in on the processes and procedures, so start with what you have. You know, always document the existing situation. Then when you have it in, on paper or on a computer, when you actually see it, you will be able to make improvements. You know, you go, this doesn't work or this, that, this does work. And then you see where to improve, but you have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. So in terms of like who, who should document processes and procedures, definitely a new business like you were mentioning, but the majority of the clients that we work with that I see that they're and are engaging in uh, the documentation is where they've been in business for a few years. They already have some methods going, right? Yeah. But they got they get to a point where they can't do it all themselves. And that's, I think, the point where you're at. It's like, okay, I, if I want to expand, if I want to grow, I can't do it all myself. And if I want to bring on an estimator or a new foreman or uh, whatever position you're bringing on, an office admin, right? We have to have this documented. So when they get to that point, they need to start looking at documentation when they want to grow and scale. They need to look at documentation and even improve the existing documentation and also businesses that want to sell. I mean, if they are in the, or there has to be, they want some kind of a transition, you know, the owner doesn't want to work in the business all those long hours. They want to step back. They want to work on the business, not in the business. Well, in order to do that, you have to systematize. You have to be able to have those systems in place. And that and adds that, a lot of value to the business as well. Absolutely. That's where the knowledge transfer comes in. You know, it's like you said, okay, so it's all in your mind, all in your head. Okay. How do you get it out of there? That's the knowledge transfer. And it's very important. It's just what you do is you are investing time in doing that, but you are buying yourself time because now you're going to have this free time to actually work on your business, right? You'll be able to have the time to expand and scale. So Hopefully we convinced our listeners of why they should have processes and procedures. It's also, there is the point of risk mitigation. You know, when you have your processes well-documented, then you are avoiding the, um, everybody's doing it their own way and then you're creating risk. It's not good customer service. You know, you, you don't know really what's going on. You are hoping that your um, team members, your employees are actually doing what you told them to do, but you don't have a way to, um, hold them accountable or make sure that they are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. So. Yeah. That was one thing the, I, I found. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that was one thing I found is the customer journey for each customer wasn't necessarily the same, even when I was doing it because I didn't have the process documented. Right. And so that's once you get more team members on, you really want each customer to get the same experience. 
Absolutely. And that's one of the key things to document is the client or the customer life cycle, you know, from beginning to end and make sure that it's very well uh, mapped so everybody can know that. So yeah. good. So I think now that we know why processes and procedures are so important, I think we should um, go into how, how do we, how do we do that? You know, how do we engage on this process, you know, in terms of the process of documenting processes? I love it. Let's dive in. Okay. So what the number one questions that I'm, the question that are always being asked when we start or when people are looking at doing processes and procedures, do you want to take a bet? Do you want to try, think, guess what the question is? The question from me as a, as a client of yours? Yeah. I, I don't know. So where do I start? That's, that's a great question. Yeah. Because it, it is overwhelming. It is. It is. Yeah. It's overwhelming. And then what happens is, you know, you get paralyzed, right? Because you go like, how am I going to start? Where do I start? I have so much. I look at my business as a whole and maybe there are areas of confusion or there are areas that I'm not certain what to do. I mean, where do I start? And I, I find every single time that when we actually pinpoint where to start, then it becomes easier because, you know, it's kind of like the saying about the, you know, eating the elephant, right? You know, right. it's like, so, or the whale or whatever, whatever the saying is, but it's like one piece at a time, right? What piece do we start at? So let's find one piece that we're going to start at and tackle that one and do it in such a way that it's a win for you, you know, that you're winning at it. And so then how, you want to do how more. How do you answer that question? Good. I imagine it's different for everyone, but is there like one specific thing that you would say? Yeah. So here's the question is like, what area of your business if you had well-documented processes and procedures will give you the biggest return on investment. I love that. So that is the question. And now for all of our listeners, you know, answer that question. I'm going to repeat it. So you have a minute to think about it because I'm going to walk you through the process, but I want you to have in mind that area of your business where you're going to start at. Right. And let's yeah. say if you have well-documented or you have some documentation, Great, but take a look that you're really looking at that area to make sure the documentation is actually to your standards or good and you, you can use it. So again, the question is, if you look at your entire, the entirety of your business, if there was one area that you could have well-documented processes and procedures, which area will give you the biggest return on investment? Right. Or what area do you need to bring order to? Right, it's like maybe there is a lot of confusion or there are things that are not organized. What is that area? Liz, do you want to tell us, give us an example from your business? Yeah, I mean, probably for me, it would be as I get more people on to the, the sales and prospecting side, it's like we, need, we really need to make sure that, you know, we're reaching out and with the same message and with the same, um, you know, the, the same process for every customer. So it's not like, oh, well, I came on with Jimmy Bob and he was saying this and Lewis over here is saying this, right? Right. Exactly. So that, so that would be for you. So whenever I'm going through the process, just think about your sales and marketing or your onboarding or whatever that, you know, it's, it's, if you want to start with a specific uh, process, it seems like the onboarding of a customer, right? So yeah. a new client. So let's, let's look for you for the onboarding process, right? And for our listeners, whatever your process is, and just think of that. And it can be return investment. It doesn't need to be just in terms of money. It can be return investment in terms of time focus, attention, you know, whatever you, you're worried about, whatever is keeping you up at night, you know, just like a good night's sleep is a good return on investment, right? If you can right. get that worry out, right? It might be 
for you, there can be a process that has to do with more of the um, legal or, you know, being in compliance with state laws or whatever. And you know that you're not doing it because you just don't know how to do it or you don't have somebody to do that or you're the only one who can do it, but you don't have time to do that and it keeps you up at night. Well, if you have it well documented and you can pass it on to somebody to do and now you don't have that worry, well, that's a good return on investment because now you can allocate some of your resources in terms of your time, in terms of your attention, what you're focusing on to um, things that will grow your business. So that will be your first one to do. Okay, good. So now we all understand where we're going to start. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, so, so a question that, you know, probably someone's going to ask is, well, what if there's something that only I can do, but it's keeping me up at night? Like what, what would you say to someone who said, you know, I can't processize this or, 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 um, you know, pin down some sort of process for it. So then there is, I mean, everything can be processed. I mean, anything that you do can be put into a process. If it cannot be into, put into a process, there is something, something not right. And yeah. we need to look into it. And, you know, I'll be happy to share my email address. You know, if there is somebody there think, out there that thinks that um, there is a process that can be documented, go ahead and reach out. I'll, I'll be happy to help you, you know, just like, you know, a free consultation, you know, it shouldn't take, it wouldn't just, it should be an email with the process. I'll ask some questions and I can show you how it can be documented because every process has to be documented. Yeah. And I'll, can I'll, be put documented. Contact, I'll put your contact info, your website, your yeah. email and all of that in the, in the show. Yeah. Notes as well. Because that would be my response. You know, I always look for the common denominator. Yes, we are. Now, don't get me wrong, there will be things that you can't put into a process, which was more like your creativity and the way you think about things. So let's say if I'm a designer, let's say I won't be able to necessarily process everything, like document everything of how, how you choose the color or how you know what to do, because that's, that's our creativity, right? It's right. just like there are things that Louis does, there are things that I do that are our crea creativity, our ability. That's what makes us special. But the way you get there is a process, right? So let's say for instance, like how do I, like my area of creativity is to create those processes and procedures. You know, I have the ability to look at things and figure out how to map them correctly and how to make them effective, how to make them efficient. That's how I work with my clients, but there is also a process I go through, just like I'm walking you right now through my proven process of how I am locating, how I'm actually documenting the processes, right? right. So it's everything can be can be documented too but also it's a good point what you brought up in terms of like people will think there are some things i can't document from that i also want to say you know we don't need to document everything either that's what we need to figure out the core we need to figure out the main processes and not go into too much detail uh, too many details on some things that are not necessary because then you're just going to go into too much into the weeds and then you're not going to get out of there so it's that. a very good point here. So after we figure out the area, we also need to make an agreement that we're not going to go into too many details. We're going to start. We're going to start with a high view, and then we're going to go a little bit lower in terms of details, but not too many details because we you have to move on to the next one and the next one and the next one, and then you can come back and add the details, right? And yes. that's what videos are awesome because then you don't have to go into oh, is this too many details? It's all on a video, on a three-minute video that. If you had to document it, actually write it, you might go into too many details, but now everybody can see everything right. is going on and then they can choose whatever details they want to go into. That's so right. now we have our, we know what we are documenting. So the next step will be what I call the design phase or the mapping phase. You have to prepare 
to actually, you have to design it. So you have to design what you're documenting so you actually can get to the end of it, right? Again, don't make it into a huge project, but let's decide, okay, so let's give an example for your end in terms of the onboarding. Okay, good. So now we're gonna map the process, meaning we're going to look at all the key ingredients for that process. So you take a piece of paper, you do it on a computer, whatever works for you, you know, you dictate it, however you wanna do that. But think about your onboarding process. So just like big chunks of like, you know, just in terms of um, the process itself, you are mapping it, you are mapping the flow. So what happens to a client when they begin the journey with you? They said, yes, Louis, we're gonna work with you. Now, what happens first, you know? Okay, so how do you onboard them? You send them an email with instructions, you call them and what is it that happens, right? How do you onboard, how do you contact them? Then what happens from there, you know, in terms of like, what are they being, asked to do, like, how do you follow up with them, et cetera, until you actually get to a certain deliverable and you have different deliverables. So from each one of them, probably there will be branches of how you go about that process, but you have to map it. You have to have the big picture there in terms of the flow, how it flows from one to another. It's basically the entire journey or life cycle from beginning to end. Yep. What I always like to say is like, identify what is point A of that process that you decide to document and where is point B. So you have to identify for yourself, like where are you starting? Where does it, where does it end? What enters at point A? It's like a relay race, right? So what are you getting at point A to start the process, to trigger the process? Like in your case, it might be that you had um, an inquiry, right? So an email came in or um, a team member told you, okay, we have an interest with the um, a lead is interested. Okay, now they're entering your funnel or they're entering at point A for some, somehow it triggers point A. Where is point B? You know, in your case, point B will be when you actually ending the onboarding and you transferring it into the delivery, right? They're becoming a client that is getting regular delivery. Okay, so that's point A, point B. What are the main points in between? So we are mapping it, right? Yeah. And again, for our listeners, it's not like anything that you now have to like allocate like three hours and sit down and do. You can do it as you are, let's say you're driving, record yourself, you know, you're doing something else, just as things come up or you're thinking about it, just utilize the different tools. You know, I sometimes do it. I just turn on, you know, the record on my phone and I just talk and then you can have um, a transcribing service you know, you just like have it transcribed and then you have it there and then you can utilize that as, as you are, those are your notes, right? You start dictating, you know, there are so many apps that you can do that, right? So, exactly. but design it, figure out, we have the process and now we're going to map it. So that's step number two. Step number three is now we have to document, we have to go into the documentation of it. So my number one advice on this one is utilize your team. Don't try to do it all yourself. Of course, if you are the only one who's doing it right now, you'll have to document it. But chances are, if you have a business already, that you have other people on your team that are doing it, right? Right. right. Maybe for you, Louis, maybe, maybe you'll do it yourself. Or maybe now that you are training somebody to do that, you can also have, you can talk to them and they can document it, right? You can say, okay, well, why don't you document what you learned so far? Yeah. So if you're a busy contractor, Look at your team. Who on your team would you like to clone? You know, who are your best team players? Who are the team players that can set an example and they are doing the process the best? Pick them. If you don't have anybody, then do it. You're going to have to do it yourself. But I'm sure to also 
I'm sure you will have somebody, you can find somebody and something is better than nothing. It's better for them to start documenting and then you correct it than not to do anything. Save still saves your time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So choose that team member and then work with them. And now you have to run it like you run any project, right? So if you are running a project, you have timelines, you have you, you know, you assess your resources, you know, you run it in terms of like, you know, you want to make sure that you are on time because that's your profitability, right? That you are not run that the timing is correct, the materials are correct, et cetera, the same thing here. So now you'll have to allocate time. So my suggestion is to look at your calendar and just like you have any other appointment, set up a time, make an appointment with yourself or with a team member that you chose or the team members and put it on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So my advice right now, let's take a moment, take out your calendar and actually put schedule a time when you're going to do that schedule an hour when you are going to sit down and start documenting your first process that you just decided on beautiful i, I actually already have mine scheduled for friday so we're in right at what time i'm gonna i'm gonna check with you and make hold you accountable for that <laughs> uh it's happening at uh six o'clock in the morning because i've got a call with uh a a CRM and later in the afternoon. So I've got to get, get that down. <laughs> awesome. Well, your six o'clock is my 2 a.m. So I don't think I'm going to check with you exactly at six, but I'll probably check with you later on that morning to make sure it was done. I love it. So schedule it on your calendar. If nothing else, you take nothing else from this call, just have take that, that you're going to start, right? I mean, take yeah. two things, where to start and that you're going to start, schedule it on your calendar. Beautiful. Because if you don't do it right now, it's just not going to happen. So do that. Let's have it on the calendar and now start documenting. And the documentation, if you're doing something on the computer, use um, any um, software that you use in order to record a video like Loom or Screencastify. Record a video and record how you do that. And then you can use, um, you can have it transcribed or you can just upload this video and show it to a team member. Um, I would, I like to use all methods of learning because some people learn visually, so the video is great, but the video is also the, I mean, video is um, the visual and the audio because some people like to listen, so that can be the audio. Right. Visual can be screenshots, can be pictures, um, but also some people like to read and write instructions. So just definitely um, write those instructions as well. And, um, but don't just write instructions just as, as one, two, three, four, just the instructions themselves. Always add why you are doing it, right? Always add the elements that are might not be obvious of why this step is being done. And why are we doing it? We're doing it to prevent people not following it, right? Because if you write, okay, I will do it, do it this with step A, B, and C, and somebody can come along and say, well, you know, it doesn't make really sense to me. Maybe I'll do it instead of A, I'll do it D in, in, a, in a different way. But if you actually write the best practices and why you're doing it that way, there will be less of a chance to somebody to, for someone to come in and change it because they will understand, especially if you write, well, you know, the reason why we're doing it this step is because after years of trial and error, we figure out that this is the best way when we present an estimate to a customer. So then I go, oh, okay, this, there is a reason behind it. You just have to make sure that you are not just writing the instructions, but writing the why behind it so it will stick the best advice, the best practices. It's that. very important. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's how you document. You use all methods of learning 
and you balance it between pictures and videos, but also something written and explain your why, explain the how, right? Explain what are you doing, but have as, my, many, as much explanation as possible. So it's not just a dry procedure, but it's something that it's really, this is the way your company does things. And that's very important. So yeah. we, we I'd like to yeah. pop in here. Um, Loom, you mentioned Loom. Loom is something that you know, you can get free if you want to, um, you know, once you get, reach a certain level of video storage on there, I think you have to start paying. Um, but if nothing else, you know, record what you do when you're going through, I'm speaking specifically to contractors, you know, what you're doing when you're running through writing up an invoice. Um, if you have your phone on a job, just walk through, you know, I'm thinking of a line striper right now, they get out to a job, it's like, you got to, you know, make sure this and this and this are in line. And then you can even on the video say why, um, you know, maybe the the writing it down and everything is going to come later but certainly you can you can capture a lot of that in video and uh, and convey the message and then you know maybe you have someone transcribe it later absolutely and the thing is that um you know it, it goes back to mapping the process just as you're going through your day if you don't know how to map it you go i don't know how to map my processes what do i do first what i mean how how am i going to map it okay so take your phone or loom or whatever you want to record and just go through the process like okay today you're sitting at your desk what are you doing today just record it record record it here and just say okay now i'm doing i'm writing invoices okay good so you do you have writing invoices that will be like the first step that you do yeah. i'm writing an estimate good writing an estimate so before you know it you'll have a list of things that need to be documented and then do exactly what louis said to do next time you sit in your computer to write an invoice um record it or you're writing an estimate record it and that's a whole different conversation about um, delegation because as the business owner, you shouldn't be writing invoices. So, but yeah. that's a different conversation we're going to have right now. We're talking about the processes right. and procedures, but that also, that's the first step in delegating is to have it documented. So then you can delegate it to somebody else exactly. because by having those processes and procedures, you'll be able to see how many hats you're actually wearing and what are the actions you can delegate. So that's number one thing to do is to start, to start with mapping what you're doing. Okay, good. So we're talking about executing the process. So we have it on your calendar. You have it on your calendar. You're going to start doing it. You have to do it like a recurring meeting with yourself. So you have to allocate the time. It's not going to happen without allocating the time, but without scheduling the time, it's also not going to happen. So you have right. it scheduled and then you start working on it. And um, just like any project, I mean, you know, we're talking to contractors, you know how to run projects. I mean, you have due dates, you know, you have scheduling boards, you have all of that. This is no difference. It's just, it's a different type of project. You know, you're not going to pour concrete. You're going to write your processes and procedures, but you have to run it as a project. And I like to use a project management software or task management software like Asana or monday.com or Teams or whatever you're using. Just use even an Excel spreadsheet, a piece of paper, whatever works for you. Just use that. So I think we emphasize enough that we're running it as a project and that's yeah. where it needs to be done. And then we're done with the pro like when you're documenting, utilize your team for them to review it, to see what they think, you know, run it through them, have them try it out, do a dummy run, right? I mean, see how it, how is it working? And then you work out the bugs or the kinks or anything that is not working well and add to it or whatnot, but don't make it too complicated. Just make sure that people actually, you know, that the process is that you, it's that if you start, if you actually follow the process from beginning to end, 
that it's going to work so you can actually present it to a new team member. Right. Have everybody in your team read those processes and procedures, even, even if they've been with you for 20 years, or if they've done it for 10 years, or they're super experienced, doesn't matter. Everyone needs to know what's written so they can refer others to those processes and procedures. And they, and you might catch something that you missed, or there might be some piddly details that aren't important or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So now the next question is, what makes the difference between failure and success and failure for this project, for process implementation? What do you think is the number one, the key ingredient that has to be you, that has to be, that is the next step basically for it to be a successful project? I mean, I feel like for me, the issue is going to be, I'm probably going to start and then it might peter out. So that's going to be, you know, finishing it is Absolutely. implementing it. Yeah, it's accountability. Yeah. But you said the best, the, the, the key word is implementation. Yeah. Because if we just write for the sake of writing or we use different um, software, you know, there is, um, and I can put it, I can give you the link. There is a great software that I use. It's called Sweet Process. I can give you the link. You can um, add it to, give it to the listeners where they can get um, an extended free trial. Oh, nice. Um, so that's like an online software to use. Yeah. And um, there are many of them out there. I just, I think Sweet Process is a really good software. Yeah. So I use it a lot with my clients. Um, but so the point is, is you can have a manual or you can have it on Sweet Process. You can have it on Google Docs, wherever it is. But if nobody is using it, there is no point in doing it. You've just wasted yeah. a bunch of time. <laughs> you wasted a bunch of time and it's not worth it. Yeah. But the thing is, is that we need to put it into use. And that is where you as the business owner have to make it part of the culture. You have to make it part of your organization. You have to implement it and make sure it's being followed by all. Right. So you're not the only one who is using it or nobody's using it, right? So let's talk about how we can implement it. You know, what are some simple ways of implementation that makes it worthwhile to actually engage upon this project so like anything else you have to make it into a habit right if you don't if you're not in the habit of using it it's just gonna as you said peter out no it's not gonna happen and it's gonna be like a great idea that you had and you listened to a d and it was a great podcast and but it's not happening oh yeah i remember a year ago i listened to her but you know nothing is happening so the way that you're going to make it part of the culture, it starts at the top. So it starts with you. It starts with the decision that this is the way the company is going to run. It's going to run based on processes and procedures, and we're going to utilize processes and procedures. Right, right. So when you write those processes, you are going to give it to all of your staff to read, and it would be good if they can actually sign off that they read it, right? So they, first of all, everybody's going to read it so they, are, they know um, that it exists and they know what the content is and they're going to read it and they're going to apply it. I mean, they're going to sign off that they're going to apply. Yeah. Then you're going to refer to it. So you're going to refer to it constantly. So if something is not being done according to the process that you wrote, instead of saying, well, you know, this is not being done correctly or you should do it the other way. You pull up the process and you show it to, you show it, you basically have them read it again and, and figure out what, why wasn't it used? Because it's always, it's either people or processes, right? Sure. And let's assume that you have the right people. You have the right people in the right seat. You know, you hired correctly. You have a good team. Now let's assume it's the process. So if it's the process, 
you have two things that can, or multiple things, but let's look at a couple of them. One of them, you don't have the process. The process is not documented. Or if the process is documented, it's not being followed, right? So that's more of a people issue. But it, it might be that the process is documented, but it's missing. So let's say something is not going right throughout the week, minor, major, whatever it is, pull up the process, ask yourself, is there a process? If there is a process, pull up the process and have the person and yourself, the, a person that something that was basically in charge of the area that didn't go as well, or maybe it's you. So pull up the process, take a look at it and see was the process followed? Or first of all, is the process complete? So does the process address the area that was not going as well right. if it's not then we have to make a change to the process if it is then it was it followed and what can we do to make it follow better follow it better so that's how you could get it into the habit of using it in the company because you're constantly referring to it i love that constantly improving and you can this is this is how we solve problems you know any issue in the company is there a process if there is let's take a look at it so it's not something that just sits somewhere oh yeah we have great processes and procedures no we use it on a continual basis and i have clients that what they do is after they roll out the processes and procedures they basically have set up a meeting let's say for the next six weeks after we roll it out where we actually discuss consciously you discuss the issues that happen throughout the week like what let's say we documented the area of sales for you or the onboarding so every monday morning we're going to have a meeting for about 30 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it's going to be it doesn't have to be a long meeting and i will ask you louis okay so tell me um what happened the prior week in terms of certain issues that occurred in terms of uh, processes and procedures that we wrote and you would say well you know we had um a new client, we onboard them, and but there was some miscommunication about something. Okay, good. So let's pull up the processes. What's missing? Is something missing? Oh, yeah, you know, we should actually, between step four and five, we should actually do this to ensure it doesn't happen. Right. Or maybe the processes, you know, we pull up the processes, say, yeah, it's written right here. It wasn't followed. Why wasn't it followed? And then we discuss that and we come up with a solution. So if you do it for the next two months or a couple of months after you roll out the processes and procedures, you get more into the routine of using it and it becomes part of the culture. Right, right. That's perfect. Yeah. And that's for existing staff. And I, I'm, of course, you got any new staff member that comes on board that you are onboarding a new employees that you have them read the processes and procedures. You have you uh, put it in a sequential way on how to train them. You might want to use assessments in order for them to actually be read it and then um, do an assessment to make sure that they actually got it. And then again, when you correct them, when something happens or when you want to bring their attention to something, you use those processes and procedures. That's perfect. That's a very robust system. I, uh, yeah. I feel like I've got a lot of work ahead of me, but I, I can see, and, and we kind of set the stage for it in the beginning. It's like, I can see that this is necessary um, because I've been convinced of the fact that I'm actually spending more time than I could be spending growing the business, doing little things. You, you kind of touched on it with the invoices there. I'm still doing all the invoices. And so that kind of, that was a light bulb moment for me. It's like, it's not complicated to do the invoices. It right. takes time though, right? Um, so if I can process that, like doc, I don't know why I always say processize, but if I can document- I like that word actually. <laughs> um, if I can document it, then I can have someone do that on the team uh, who who can just, that can be part of their their process. And so there, that was a light bulb moment for me. It's like some of the little intake stuff 
for customers. Like right now I touch the client every part of the journey. Um, I have right. people who are fulfilling on certain parts of the journey as we go through like a website builder or whatever. Um, but I'm the 100% communicator back and forth. And so I'm kind of thinking as we're talking, it's like, there are things that someone could do equally as well as me, even possibly better if I put in a good process and got them to do that. So that that's been big for me as we go through this. That's great. That's fantastic. And I know as you were mentioning it, I was thinking about the first question about like what area of your organization do you have to bring order to or that will give you the biggest return on investment if you had well-documented processes and procedures. So that's an area as a business owner. If you're if you're spending time doing a task that basically pays, if you put a money value to it, right, would be like one-fifth of what you actually can do when you actually do other tasks. Well, that's a return on investment because right. if you're spending like five hours a week um, doing a task that pays you $15 an hour, right, as opposed to something that can pay you $300 an hour, well, then this is a return on investment right there because then you can free up those five hours and do it in a more in a way that, you know, that would bring more ROI to the company. So that's, those are the area, that's the area that I will um, document, not necessarily the, the higher value uh, dollar per hour. You don't need to document it quite yet. You will need to, but yeah. that's something you need to, you know how to do, but document the ones that are the lowest um, value for you because then you can pass it to somebody else and that's the return on investment. So that's where you have to make the decision of wh where to start. Which can be huge. Yeah, I mean, like things like bookkeeping, that's a simple one. It's like you can get someone to do that. That's a big one I think that any any business owner should do as soon as possible. It's like, if you're trying to carry all that around in your head, I remember um, Christmas uh, holiday of last year, I was I spent a day going through the books, getting everything ready for taxes. And I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. So that's when I you know, basically outsource that process to a bookkeeper and she's doing a whole lot better job than I was doing as well. So. Right. You know, I felt the same way when I outsourced my payroll and my, I, you know, and doing the 1099s at the end of the year, you know, it's like, it's, it was, oh, wow. I mean, I know how to do it. I know how to do it very well, but why should I do it? Right. Yeah. There are experts in the area, you know, yeah. so it's, that's the importance. It's like deciding when, what to delegate and when to delegate. And um, that's, that can be very helpful. Another point is like in terms of deciding where to start, it's, it's the knowledge transfer. Because it might be that you have an employee that is very good, but they are three years from retirement, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're retiring. So you need to document that knowledge. So that will be a return investment because if you lose that knowledge, then you're not going to be able to operate your business. Or even if you have an employee, a key, any key employee, they have to have their processes and procedures documented regardless of retirement. Because what if all of a sudden they win the lottery and they're being told that, you know, they can take their dream vacation, but they have to live right now with no notice and they can, this is one life, this is their lifetime, the opportunity of a lifetime, right? Right, right. Then what do you do? You're, you're depending on them as the business owner, right? Or maybe it's you. Maybe you want to retire. Maybe you want to take more time off. Maybe you want to spend Christmas with your family or you want to, um, you know, go on a trip or you want to, to take a vacation or, or whatever it is. Then you need to be able to pass on that hat to somebody else. Well, you need to document those processes and procedures. That's huge. Yeah. And I, I think it really is a mindset shift because it comes down to and like, um, a strategy versus a tactical approach. Cause if you can 
plan it out, take the time. It is going to take time and you're probably going to get behind on a few fires um, right now, but down the road, it's going to allow you to, first of all, not have those as many fires. And secondly, focus on the things that you like to do better or that, you know, like you said, are bringing in a higher dollar value per hour for you. Um, and then, you know, maybe you get to the point where you need to hire on new people and, and that's fine because you have the process already in place. And Absolutely. So this, this beautiful snowball that, that gets better and better. I can yeah. see that. I just need to get there. That's right. Absolutely. Well, let, let's recap what the steps. Okay. So the first thing is you have to be convinced. You have to have your own why, you know, and that is something that you have to figure out. Like right now, make a decision. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to systematize my business. I'm going to create those processes and procedure because, and then fill out your why, because you want to retire, because you want to have more free time, because you want to scale and grow your business, because you don't want to work 60, 70 hours anymore, because this and this and that, whatever your why is, you don't even have to share it with people. Just have a real why for yourself, right? Yep. Have, have that uh, why and decide why, why are you doing it? Why are you scaling? Good. Made a you made a decision. Now, as you said it beautifully, we need to strategize, not just tactical. Let's not jump onto the tactical. Let's have the strategy first, right? Yeah. I love the word strategy. It actually comes from um, Greek, I believe, which is mean um, the general leading the army. If you really look at it, if you have oh, to break cool. it down. Yeah. yeah. So I looked it up and it's, it's great. So it's kind of like, okay, so you, you need to know where you're leading the army before you are basically leading them, right? So you need yeah. to know, okay, where are you going to, um, where are you going? You know, what, what, where are we starting at, right? So you need to, again, figure out what is, will give you the biggest return investment, but it's different from a person to person and what it is. So pick up that area. Right. Okay, so now schedule it on your calendar, make an appointment and make the decision. If you made a decision and you're going to schedule it on a calendar, just like any project, it's scheduled. It's on your scheduling board. Good. Now we're going to go into the project management. Just like you're managing any construction project you're going to manage this project if you don't manage it it's not going to happen it's not going to be something nebulous in your head it doesn't work you know it has to go on a scheduling software or it, it can be on an excel spreadsheet it can be on a piece of paper however you schedule your project this is another one that you're going to do you're going to utilize your team you're going to figure out who do you want to clone who on your team can help you write those processes and procedures and you are going to utilize that person or several people and you're going to engage in that project Yep. Run the project, get it done, get it reviewed by, by your team, the leadership team or the employees. So to make sure that you didn't miss anything, utilize all the method of learning while doing the project, visual, audio, kinesthetic in terms of um, you can attach files, you can um, show, you can actually have instructions that people can do, read and write. Add the why, add the reason, add best advices. So it's not just dry instructions, but actually why you do a thing a certain way. Yeah. And then you're going to finish that and then you're going to implement it and you're going to make it part of your culture. You're going to have staff meetings where you're going to bring out the processes and procedures. You are going to maintain a quality control board where some issue, whatever issues happen throughout the week, you're going to discuss it at the meeting in terms of like, how can we resolve that in terms of processes? Um, you're going to review the processes with anybody that makes any error or there is a, there are any issues in terms of like, is something missing from the process or why wasn't it used? You're definitely going to use it with any new employee that you hire. So it becomes part of the culture. So then a few months from now, I mean, a few months after you're done pro documenting, then it's being used. 
I love that. Good. So now the question is, you can ask me, okay, Adi, you said one area, what happens with the rest of the areas? Well, it's like a cycle, right? You go back. So once you just, you tackle that particular area, then you go back and ask yourself, okay, what area is next? Then you ask yourself, what area is next? And I'm telling you, it's like, it's contagious. People are going to start thinking in terms of processes. People are going to start thinking about how can I document? And you're going to see that your actions throughout the week are going to be much more organized because you're going to start thinking in an organized way. And, and then before you know it, you know, your business is systematized, organized, and you're able to scale, grow, um, sell the business, retire, whatever, whatever your goals are. Bring on um, another estimator, bring on somebody that can actually take over the business. Whatever you want to do, you will have those, in the, you will have that infrastructure and those systems and that will be, that, that is, will be your success. Your yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ground that we covered, but I think that, I mean, I, I took away a bunch of stuff already, which I kind of touched on. Um, I know, I know you, we've got to wrap this up here, but uh, Adi, this was, this was wonderful. I appreciate this. And I think um, I will put your contact information in the show notes uh, so anybody can get in touch with you because you know, you've offered to give some free advice for people for process, you know, Absolutely. Um, which, is, which is very kind of you. Um, but this is, this is huge for me. So I appreciate, appreciate it and hope that uh, you know, people took something away as well. So Adi, I really appreciate it. Um, you know, everybody who's listening, share this out to someone, maybe your boss, maybe they're, uh, maybe they need to get some documentation down. Uh, maybe it's you uh, as a listener, but uh, share this out. You know, that people, people need to know this because there's people who are struggling in their business and not, uh, you know, not able to do the things they like. So uh, Adi has the key here and, and we've just walked through that. So I appreciate it, Adi. Um, is there one final thing you would say to, to a business owner who's, you know, kind of struggling to, to figure out where they should go? really just make the decision and do it it's not it's not hard it takes commitment just like anything else i don't know what else in life doesn't take commitment right i mean if you want to you know you've grown your business because you committed to it because you are working hard this is simple just follow the steps it is simple it can be done and reach out if you need help but it can be done so just do it is that a cliche word, but it's it works. So just do it. Beautiful. <laughs> and well, thank I'm... you, Louis, for having me on. It was a pleasure. And thank you again to Keith for introducing us. So I definitely enjoy our conversation. Absolutely. I appreciate it as well. So we'll just wrap up off air here, but uh, everybody share this out and, and start implementing it.